Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville area, home to several of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. I'm your host, James Bell, and I am thrilled to finally have in the studio with me today, Bentonville Mayor Stephanie Orman. Mayor, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, let's launch right into this with the easiest question of all. What would you like the Bentonville Beacon audience to know about you? Oh, I don't know. There's, there's a lot that I'd like for them to know, but mostly I'd like for them to know that I just have a heart for our city and our community. And so everything that I live and breathe and think about has to do with our community and helping people be successful in our community. And so I wake up at night with ideas and in the morning we're talking to our community partners, our staff, and we're just constantly trying to make Bentonville the best place to live, work, and play. Now, within that, I am a wife and a mom, and so I have a very active family, and so we are engaged with that. And so I think people see me out and about. They mm-hmm. will see me at many, many city events, but they're also going to see me in the community with my kids and my husband as well. Wonderful. Well, I mean, you're in a great place to be passionate about, right? And and I feel like there's the connection there that we're raising our family too. We have a three-year-old. And so, you know, to be in this community and do this small part of building this place is, is amazing. And I get, we can see your passion in it and that works out wonderfully. So let's take you back to uh, college. I <laughs> uh, understand you got your journalism degree at the University of Arkansas, went on to get your master's in uh, communications at uh, Missouri State. So I guess, you know, what took you down that path? Why did you decide on broadcast journalism? Well, so um, originally when I started college, I actually wanted to get a law degree. So I liked um, law. Never was a political science major, so never really thought I was going into into politics. But I learned that I really just like to tell stories and to Mm -hmm. um, communication was so important just in the process of whatever you're doing, whether it was sales and marketing or if you can't communicate things, if you can't get people behind you and feel the passion behind that, you can't, you're really not successful in a lot of things. And so that kind of took me, just my passion for that kind of took me down that road of journalism and communication. Originally thought maybe I wanted to be in front of the camera, Mm -hmm. quickly realized that I was much better at the behind the scenes, the production piece of that. And so worked for ad agencies and, and businesses behind the scenes doing everything from the actual production of, of, of video and, and programs to actually buying media. Oh, cool. Well, that's funny. You didn't do poli sci. <laughs> no, I get um, asked that question a lot. And I'm like, no, I was never a political science major. Sure. Well, you walked me right into really my next question. <laughs> talking about passion, uh, you know, so how does one go from, I guess, there to someday jumping onto city council and then eventually being mayor a few years later? What What was the 
uh, driving force behind that or sort of what's your why? Why did you decide to take this leadership role? So I'll, I'll take you back to how we kind of got to Bentonville. So um, yeah. my husband is in the CPG world. And so we were looking to start a family. We wanted to be in an area that we knew that he could actually grow with his career. And my career was a little bit flexible. Mm-hmm. And so Bentonville was where we thought we wanted to be because we thought there were a lot of opportunities for him here. And so that's how we got here. So obviously we're a vendor family that actually wanted to get to Bentonville and we wanted to stay in Bentonville and be able to grow the careers here in Bentonville with our family and keep our fam- family in one place instead of moving every two years in sort of that vendor world. So when we moved to Bentonville, both my husband and I, um, we did not have kids yet. So we waited a little bit to have kids. Um, we just got really engaged with the community. We went through leadership Benton County. We're very involved with the chamber mm-hmm. and, and other city organizations. And then for me, I just got involved with like my neighborhood POA. And that's really how I started to learn and understand just how much the city affects you on a daily basis right. from the roads to the water, to the sewer, to the electric, to our parks, to all of those things that really I was encountering on a daily basis. And what's funny is I served on my neighborhood POA as president and I started learning about our streetlights and how that was connected to the city and who maintained those. And that was really honestly how I started to just be interested in coming to city council meetings. So my story is I ran for city council my first time and I lost. Wow. Um, yeah. So, but I continued to come to city council meetings and learn. And I was probably the only person that's ever lost a race that actually came back to city council to continue to learn. So, and uh, then I ran two years after that and, and won and then won a second city council race. And then this last time I ran for mayor and, and was able to, to be able to be elected. Oh, well, con- congratulations. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my uh, story around city government and local government. And I really, really have a real passion for local government and helping the community. Well, there's something to be said for passion and perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you you know, Bentonville has been rapidly growing for some time and you've presided over some pretty tremendous uh, growth and, and development. There's so much happening here. Can you talk about what's just happened the last few years, how the city's grown, the development that's happened and, and why this is happening? Sure. So I'll take you back to, so 2019, when I came into office and 2019 was a great year. We were getting all kinds of things done. There was tons of growth and the pandemic happened. Uh And so that was definitely a a lesson uh, learned as well, just going through that. But what we, now that we look back at it, we can look at that and see how we adjusted. We literally shut down our community center. We shut down some of the major services. But what I would say is most of our services in the city are emergency response or they they had to come in regardless. Mm -hmm. And so we were continuously working our entire team throughout all of that. And so shutting down facilities, bringing them back up facilities, but get, you know, if you were calling us on an emergency, our crews were still out there. So definitely a learning experience from that. And in that, what we saw is the development didn't stop during the pandemic for Bentonville, right? So all of, we still had to carry all of our planning on all of those things on, even during the pandemic, we had to figure out how to do it. Do we, we did it through you know, online Zoom, we, we had a lot of Zoom uh, meetings. And so we really saw that just sort of what what Bentonville is and just the endurance of the city, because we continue to, to grow through all of that and get things done. And so you've just seen that, I think, even grow since then, right? Everybody realized mm-hmm. we, we were able to manage through the pandemic and still grow in the pandemic. And now we're growing even more because of that just resilience. And I, I say, I think it, 
a lot of it just comes back to what I call the can-do attitude in Bentonville. Like we find a way to make it happen. And it's not just city government. We work with a lot of entities, but we have an amazing community here, amazing partnerships, private partnerships here that just keep things going, keep things moving. And when we see a roadblock, we figure out how to to make it work. Sure. Uh, Yeah, you know, it was that can-do attitude and the growth and the things that were happening that attracted me and my family here is that place where we were going to move and we're done, right? And so here we are. But we came in the middle of the pandemic (laughs) and I was shocked about the level of activity here and growth that was happening when I started sort of looking at Bentonville. And and then when we got here, we were shocked by it. So it's pretty incredible. So one of the things that we've been able to do during my term is that we passed a bond extension and Mm -hmm. we did that right right coming out of the pandemic, really. But, you know, when you pass any type of bond, you have to go to the public. They have to say, yes, we support you in whatever your projects are. So we have to, on the front end of this, prepare all the projects, you know, get the Mm -hmm. bond amount that we're wanting to go for. In this case, it was a bond extension. So it was an extension of a sales tax, not a new one. So I think that was probably a little easier conversation, but we had to go figure out all of these infrastructure projects that we wanted to produce. Somehow try to get designs in a rough cost estimate. Now Mm -hmm. I will tell you that's been very challenging with inflation and just stuff because we, we, you know, calculated on those costs and and we are, everybody has seen an increase in in construction costs, but um, we went to the public, told them what we're going to do. And now we're dealing, we're doing those things. You see the library expansion. We have a new fire training center. You see projects that from, I can go back on 8th street right now to about to 03 and find conversations of how do we get 8th Street done? How do we make it happen? And so we're, we're getting all of those projects done. I know there's a lot of orange barrels out there in construction and that can be frustrating for people. I always say it means that there's progress and there are some road, pro- none of our road pro- projects probably go as quickly as we would like for them to, um, but there's always a reason behind it. You know, we're seeing this, there's a ton of construction going on. So just the workforce is challenging here with construction. Mm-hmm. Um, have so many projects going on. And then one thing I've really learned about being mayor and being in the middle of these projects is just all of the utilities, all the underground utilities. And when you're trying to develop in the middle of existing development and get those moved and all the, the things that go with that, it can be very challenging. But I think that we're, we're moving forward. You're seeing progress everywhere. So we're, we're getting things done. Never quite as quickly as I would like, but but it's getting done. So yeah, well, that. I remember when that bond came up and I mean, look, there were not what nine points on it, right? That people had to vote for and the community essentially gave you a mandate. I think everything was hovering around 75%. Everything, yes. That was strong. Mm-hmm. But you, you mentioned underground uh, utilities and the such. I went to a event at Skylight uh, the other night where they were talking about how the theater was built and what was, you know, how that came about. And they talked about there was a fiber line that did not appear on any maps. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> we there, don't know yeah. <laughs> about the underground uh, lines that are there. And that is a big challenge. We've yeah. got one specific road project that we do hear about or see social media comments about. And it's hard to explain, well, this is what happened. And we actually, uh, our road projects, um, we work with contracted engineers and contracted contractors too. Sometimes they think it's the street department. Sure. Our street department's out maintaining the streets every day, but most of the large projects are through. And so you're trying to work through the, through those 
Um, and when they get into a project and they didn't know about an underground utility, you know, it's got to be moved. And then you're waiting on, and that, in certain instances, it'll be a third party. Some of it, depending on what it is, water, sewer, electric, or us, the, the rest of the uh, entities are third parties. And so then you've got to manage through getting that moved in the middle of the project. So it can be very challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so we've got road projects going, a lot of road projects that are uh, going to be coming over the next couple of years. Can you talk about, I, I feel like the next two to three years are going to dwarf what has happened here in the last <laughs> five. Could you talk about that? What's what's happening right now and what's happening here the next two to three years as far as sure. development and growth goes? Well, we have a ton of development on the private side and, and I'm not mm -hmm. going to get into so much of that because you probably have had conversations about that, but I'm going to talk specifically sure. about city development. Okay. Um, and so um, with the bond project, we you're going to see our parks are expanding. Yeah. Um, so a lot of fun new park projects coming in. We have the Quilt of Parks project um, that is getting ready to get started. So that's kind of weaving together all of our downtown parks mm -hmm. and then incorporating some new park space within that. So we're really excited about that project. We have a new 8th Street Gateway Park um, that's getting ready to come to fruition. And so we're just, you're going to be so excited to see the end. The great thing about parks is it's part of our initiative and it came from talking to the community and understanding what they want. And so we have a goal to have a, a park within a certain walking space of everybody that lives in the city of Bentonville. And so when we have those goals and those plans, you're seeing us execute those things. The other thing is we have a lot of great private support for those things. So it's we're not just using taxpayer dollars to try to fund all of these amenities. We have so much desire in our community to just make the quality of life as high as it can be, that we have the opportunity to seek some of those partnerships. And so that's that's really how we're able to produce the type of projects within the city that you see. I love this. This is really neat. I, you know, the, the city's growing so fast and we have leadership that is making absolutely certain that we have these green spaces because once you lose the green spaces, they're gone, right? And, you know, one of the big pulls for us was the quality of, is the quality of life that that you get here it's i can't find anywhere else that tops this and those parks matter they uh, do and they're very so intentional important. it's yeah. a very intentional plan and process and again buy-in from the community so we hope it's we hear from the community a lot and, and that's what they're telling us that they want sure well you know as bentonville continues this trajectory of growth how do we make it sustainable how do we make sure that we're we have sustainable growth so you have plans and you mm -hmm. try to stick to those plans and then you find ways to fund those plans. I think that's what we've tried to be really intentional about is turning more to long-term plans and then and working with our community partners. Like it doesn't, it's not always city government that is the best answer to everything. It's sure. a collaboration and combination. And I think when people ask, what's the secret sauce of Bentonville? I would say that's probably it, that we don't just rely on city government. When we have a concern or a problem, our community is coming together. Hopefully city government is a big player in that and we're helping it along, but we're not just the only player that wants to see it be successful. Yeah, I, I've been a lot of other places where I've watched government and corporations and perhaps longtime families and people in the community that absolutely just didn't work together. And any one of those things somebody might cite as the secret sauce. But the truth is, it's all of them together. And here in particular, it's all of them together that has made it work. It really is. We are truly better together. Yeah. Well, Mayor, there is a, a real diversity in not just development, but people coming here. Made myself a couple of notes. Um, 
you know, this is a place where close to 65% of our population wasn't even born in the state of Arkansas, but our locals are still here and they've been very welcoming. I, I'm surprised by the number of folks that are like, yeah, come on, that are from here, right? That's very exciting, but it's not just Bentonville, it's all across the Northwest Arkansas region. We've run from a place that, frankly, in what 1990 had less than 5% diversity. And since then, Northwest Arkansas has more than 30% diversity, which is staggering to me. And then for evidence of this diversity, uh, just in Bentonville alone, there's 62 native languages spoken by students in our Bentonville schools. And of course, if you visit the Bentonville Square at any time, but especially during community events like First Friday, you can see, you know, how you can see how colorful and, and, and diverse and wonderful our community is. Will you talk about how this has happened from your perspective? And then how do you help continue? How do you be intentional to make sure that, that people are welcome and we continue this track? Well, I think it's the, it's the community spirit. People are welcome here. You know, the number one thing I hear, I'll go on the square and just talk mm-hmm. to people, people that are just visiting us or maybe just moved here or whatever it might be. And the first thing they're going to tell you is just how welcoming the community is. And that's, that's really nothing I think that the city is doing. That is what the community is doing. That is the message that those that have lived here forever or just got here are, are saying that we, we want you to love Bentonville like we do. We want you to be a part of it. We want you to feel connected to it. And we want you to be successful in whatever it is, your family life here, your business here, um, whatever it is. And I, I truly, truly believe that. And I believe that sort of just attitude and, and sort of humble attitude of just wanting everyone to be successful is what, what you see in the community. And, and I don't, I can say that all day long because, you know, I'm obviously a Bentonville fan, but uh-huh. I just say, ask people. Like those are our true testimonials. Go to the square and talk to somebody and say, you know, did you just get here? Did you just move here? Why did you come here? I ha- was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they said they, they literally drove, they were going to vacation here, but, and they drove to the square and they just sat in the square and watched the square. And just the feeling of the square made them decide that's actually what one of the things that pushed them over the edge, not just to vacation here, but to move here. It's funny you say that. I've heard on multiple occasions from folks who say they've got, they say, you know, I've only really been in town for 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever it is. And it's not a particularly busy day, but I went to the square and you can feel the energy of this place. And they talk about how welcoming people are and how they're shocked by how welcoming they are. And they come from everywhere, from Chicago, from San Francisco, from other places, even in this part of the country. And they all have the same response. I was part of uh, hosting a, a group of folks from Ontario the last couple of days, and they were saying exactly the same thing. They were also saying, how does this place, how did we not know this place existed <laughs> It was, uh, they were, they were blown away. That's, that was their words. We're absolutely blown away by this. So we'll be seeing more of them. You know, there's so many incredible things about Bentonville. It's not a hard place to sell. I can oversell anything and I can't oversell this place because it is so amazing. If you had one single bragging point that you had to go to, to really just brag on Bentonville, what would that one thing be? So that's a really hard question. Um, that's why I asked it. I know. And so I always <laughs> say, you know, what's unique about Bentonville is that, and I'm not going to, I will give you one thing, but I'm going to say something first. Okay. <laughs> we have 
arts, we have culture, we have business. There is not a community of our size, I think, that I'm aware of that has all of that combination. But truly what makes Bentonville special is the community and the people. You can have all of those things, but if you don't have the humble attitude, the hardworking, hardworking ethics of our, our community that just gets things done, I just, I don't think it's a success anywhere else. And so it's, it's being intentional about that. It's t- constantly talking about it and want, people wanting to be a part of that. You know, it's easy to get caught up in, you know, politics or whatever it might be and sort of be back and forth about things. But we really try not to do that in the city of Bentonville. We try to come together. We might have different perspectives. At the end of the day, I think we're all trying to get in the same place. We want the quality of life of Bentonville to be amazing. We want it to be above And um, when we can sort of look down the road and say, this is our ultimate goal, even if we have different perspectives or maybe ways to get there, we can come together and make that happen. And I just think that's, that's really what I want people to know. And if you're coming to Bentonville, we want you to be a part of that. We want you to have that same attitude that I think you see throughout the community. Well said. And I think that's exactly who we attract here. A lot of it, I've noticed a lot of people that come here are, whether they're coming from the vendor community or from elsewhere, they're just builder types and builder types are givers mm-hmm. and they find out that somebody over here is doing something they want to be part of it let me help you who can i introduce you to how can i help you out and, and at the same time they're doing their thing and, and people are jumping in and trying to help them in this community it's just so giving it's, they, they really are and the community thrives on that like you yeah. said i think a lot of them they love to be able to be able to help people mm-hmm. so we haven't talked about the history of the town much Bentonville is 150 years old this year. It's our sesquicentennial. Yes, uh, congratulations. You said it correctly. <laughs> well, I, I grew up uh, in Arkansas at a time. I grew up in Central Arkansas and moved away for a long time. But when I was growing up, of course, Arkansas had its sesquicentennial. And there were ads out the wazoo <laughs> about t- teaching people how to say the word. <laughs> <laughs> we did do a video uh, one of the first Fridays of people saying that. So that was kind of fun. Right. I, I remember hearing a kid say squishy centennial or something. It was great. <laughs> what's a unique piece of history or what's a piece of history about Bentonville that you know that maybe most people don't know? Oh, man, that most people don't know. Oh, well, you know what? There's a lot of, like I said, we've learned so much during the 150th. But what I, one thing I, it's, it will be a piece of history. So I'm going to talk about, we're doing a time capsule for the oh, 150th. Yeah. And so we're currently um, collecting items to go in that. And items we're collecting are representation of Bentonville in 2023. And so that's been fun to see what organizations or what the city feels like represents us right now. And so we're getting ready to, on September 28th, we're going to put all those items into a time capsule and we're going to put it in the ground. And, and hopefully in 50 years, we're going to, have the new generations open that up and see what Bentonville was like in 2023. So we're excited about that. So that's probably something not a lot of people know about, but that's um, cool. it's going to be, we're sort of creating history. That's that's really neat. I, I'm assuming it's not big enough to pull, put a full-fledged bike in, but that something bike-related is going to have to end up in that no, box. No, <laughs> it, it's not. I will say Dave and Jenny Mars actually helped us make the time capsule, well, but cool. it's more, it's a, it's a smaller time capsule. So we need more like, news stories or pictures or things of that nature. That's cool. Well, how do you and your family spend your time in Bentonville? You talked a little bit about it earlier. What's sort of your, your go-to and the places that uh, you like to frequent? So I, what's funny is we, 
very rarely need to go out of Bentonville to have whatever activity yeah. or whatever family time that we need. So my son does play baseball. And so we're travel baseball. Um, so we're up and down the corridor a, a lot with that. But so my weekends, ballparks, and then my daughter runs track and, and she does, um, she volunteers at the For the Love food truck. Um, oh, that's cool. Downtown. And so you'll see me out with my family and um, enjoy enjoying that. And then we're just at community events, but our parks are, again, yeah. it's, it's such a big part, not just to what we hear from the community, but we use them on a daily basis. And, and so we're out there a lot. Neat. Yeah, we go to uh, Osage Park a lot. We haven't been to Creekside yet. Can't wait to oh, go. Oh, you've got to go to Creekside. We just Creekside. haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. If if you were visiting Bentonville for the first time, what's your itinerary? Oh, my goodness. There's so many great things to do in Bentonville, but I think you definitely would have to go to Crystal Bridges. Um, and that's so exciting with them. To, they're doubling their space. And then I believe they just got the grant um, to continue to make it a free facility as well. So if you don't know what's going on out there, there's a lot of constru- construction, but they're getting ready to finish up the parking garage that has sort of the back sort of area and then the convergence area. And so, and then building into their second phase of Crystal Bridges. So there are so many things that are uh, going on out there. I would definitely say you got to hit Crystal Bridges. It is one of the top American history mm-hmm. museums. So, and they always have something new and exciting with exhibits going on there. So definitely have to do that. Obviously, if you're a mountain biking f- fan, you've got to hit the trails, right? We mm-hmm. say we have the best trailhead in America from the downtown square. And so you got to get out on the trails in some form. I like to bike. I also like to run. So a lot of times I'm out on the trails running. So I try to do our half half marathon that sure. we have every year. I'm not encouraging anyone to look at my time. I do get across the finish line and that is my goal to support that. But so a lot of times um, I'm out there, but I would definitely, you got to do something on the trail system. And then our culinary restaurants here are amazing. So you've definitely got to check out. And I don't want to give, I don't, I hate sure. to name because then it's like, because I want to name all of them. Um, but definitely the downtown square, those areas, um, you definitely have to make sure that you go eat in several of our restaurants while you're here. So I don't know, that's, I guess, that's probably at least a day's worth of stuff. But we have, we have so much going on here. You could fill your schedule for a week and not see the same thing or do the same thing. That's cool. Well, what's something that everybody misses the first time that they end up coming back for? Everybody misses the first time. You know what? That's a hard question. I have not been asked that. Well, I would definitely tell you to come in the April, May time because that's mm-hmm. when our tulips bloom. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite things. And our maintenance crews do such an amazing job with um, the time and effort they do to plant those. But if you've never been here during that time of year, that is just something I look forward to it. It's sort of my, uh, when I see the tulips bloom, especially there on the square, because I, that's kind of how I drive in every day. It's just so beautiful. And it just makes me think of everything Bentonville and, and makes me smile. Yeah, it's a beautiful time of year. And I, lo- I do love going to see the, the tulips when they come up. So as we go into the third segment and start wrapping down the show. Mayor, will you tell me a story? And I feel like I've heard at least one already, but uh, will you tell me, we're going to call this a hashtag because Bentonville story. Okay. That is something that happened where you maybe look back at it later and go, you know what, that can only happen in Bentonville or it describes the, it sort of shows the essence of this place. 
Sure. There's a lot of stories like that. And if I have to just go back and see one, <laughs> and I'm trying to do this without uh, saying too many names in Understand. of stories. So, um, <laughs> but actually one that just happened to me, we had a need from um, a community organization and I got called like the day before the need needed to happen. And I literally got on the phone. I sent, we have a, a group called Community needs and services group that meets. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of our service organizations, our nonprofits, and then a lot of our organizations like our churches and different things that serve together. And I put a call out to them to say, here's this need in this community. What can we do? It's not really something the city could step in. We had helped a little bit trying to to solve the need, but it wasn't really something we could do long-term from the city standpoint. And I was actually just earlier today in a meeting with some of those individuals that I made the call to and they've been able to organize and hopefully gather the funding to make this transportation effort happen for oh. an organization. And so I'm not going to say too many names in that, but it's, that's just literally, I was just in a conversation about that. So but stuff like that happens, I would almost say daily, if not weekly on just, we see a need, we see something that we want to get done and we start to make phone calls and people go, yeah, I want to help with that. And, and it happens. I love that. Hey, as we start wrapping up, these last few questions are, are sort of a hodgepodge of the advice and random questions and informational ones like this one. If somebody in our audience wants to know more about you or about the city of Bentonville, how do they go about finding out? Sure. Well, so I'll give you my email. It's just S-O-R-M-A-N, S-O-R-M-A-N at BentonvilleAR.com. And that's the best way to connect with me. A lot of people will leave me messages on social media. And the, although I do eventually probably see them, I don't see them probably timely. So definitely send me an email. If you have a concern in the city of Bentonville, we have a system called 311 that when I came into office, we developed it. So it's 21 of our top concerns. So it's everything from street lights to potholes to, nice. and there's categories in there. And so you can definitely go to Bentonville311.com. You can upload a picture of your concern. When it comes in, it, it, it prioritizes it. It sends it to the right department to answer your right question. Um, and then we get back with you on when we're able to resolve that concern or issue. So those are two really great ways to just um, get in touch with me. I will say sort of my rule is that if you contact the mayor and you have a concern, you can bet that I'm probably going to invite you to come in and let's have a conversation and let's come to a resolution together. Because often there may be some things you could call me immediately and say, I could say, yeah, we can get that done for you. And and here's what the process is. But there may, there's a lot of things that we have to work through. We have to come to a solution together. And so that's usually how it works. Yeah, well, I would like to think that if they're calling the mayor, it's probably a hard problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would hope. (laughs) What's your favorite thing about being mayor? My favorite thing is just the people and helping people and solving problems and coming to solutions. And so, and bringing people together and listening to both sides. And and when when you have that aha, aha moment of, you know, we're all trying to get here, but maybe have different thoughts of how we get there, but we combine our thoughts and we want when we do that respectfully and we do it with passion and then we come to a resolution. Like I thrive on that. And so that's, it's exciting. Perfect. Makes you perfect for the role. (laughs) You know, most people don't grow up wanting to be a city leader. Well, uh, most don't grow up wanting to be, uh, I I would say probably even fewer grow up wanting to be an economic developer. But uh, (laughs) as far as a city leader goes, I, I guess I have to ask you, what 
did you want to be growing up? Well, so like I said, I think originally when I started college, I wanted to be a lawyer. So I really That's like, right, yeah. I like researching things. I like knowing facts and then to present them and hopefully bringing people along with me when I can present that in, that knowledge and information and, and facts. And so I really like that aspect of it. And then again, I got into being able to listen to testimonials and tell that story. And so that's, uh, that's where my passion lies. And I'm, I hope that I can tell the, the story of Bentonville and it's a pretty good one to tell. Yes, it is. Well, you know, be a mayor must be a real adventure, but uh, what are some adventures that you've yet to pursue in life that you'd like <laughs> to pursue? You know, right now I really just am focused on my family and then the community. And those are sort of my top two. I, uh, spend a lot of time just thinking about how do I make sure I'm raising my kids in a way that they can be successful. And so that's just my priority right now is, is raising my kids, hopefully doing a decent job at that, being a good wife, and then being a community leader and um, seeing our city be successful. And so I don't have any big adventures planned. I love being in Bentonville. Truly, I do. And I love seeing the things that are happening here. And I love spending time with the community. Awesome. And I love that you kind of started at uh, the kids. Because I too spend time thinking about, you know, you know, I, we spend a lot of time thinking about how we can be better parents and, and uh, just praying that we're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What's your earliest memory that helped shape who you are today? Earliest memory. Oh, gosh. You know, I think I had um, grandparents that really, I can remember my grandfather would be Santa Claus at, in our church. And, oh, wow. But he would, we, you know, grew up on a farm. We didn't, but they would literally, they would pack brown bags and it would have some candy and an orange in it. But that's, they would take it around to all the families that maybe couldn't, didn't even have the opportunity to have that. Mm. So that's probably my my memory of just serving the community and and just doing it so humbly and just wanting to do it. Like there wasn't any recognition in that. It was just wanting to help others. Neat. Yeah. All right. That's good. We're almost there. Okay. Um, you know, I, I did a little research myself, found out that only about 25% of U.S. mayors are women. What does it mean to you to be a woman leader in your field? Well, I just hope that I can be a role model. And um, I always tell women in particular, if you're walking into a room, sometimes um, it's full of men and, yeah. and it still might be um, for us, but just don't be fearful. Do your research, know what you're talking about and, and be the person that people want to come to because they know that you're going to help them, that you care about them, and that you're also going to do the work and the research to get things done. And so um, I hope that's what, um, if other females are out there that think they might want to go into a mayoral leadership role that that's what they see. And, and if I can help them in any way, I'd love to be able to do that. It's great advice and good inspiration for women. What, uh, two questions left. Okay. First one is mayor. Uh, what advice would you give to people who want to invest in Bentonville? Well, it's obviously, I think Bentonville is pretty great, but what you're going to find here is again, that can do attitude, that helping attitude. We're going to try to provide resources. We're going to try to help you be successful from the beginning to the end. You know, one of the things I'm very passionate about is business. And I think you can't have a successful city unless you have successful businesses. And that's not just the big businesses. We're very fortunate to have Walmart and others here. 
but you need the small businesses too. You need that entrepreneur spirit. And so I just think Bentonville offers that. And if you want to find your passion and grow it here, people here want you to be here and they want to help you. Excellent. Okay. Final question. Okay. What's something I should have asked you that I did not ask? That is a good question. I don't know. You asked me a lot of, a lot of questions. One thing I'm also very passionate about is knowing your neighbors and it's part of being community. So that's sort of my message out there um, to people is to, I sort of have a challenge for people. If you can identify your closest eight, eight neighbors and make sure you don't just know their name, you know, your story, you know, you know, that if you're leaving your, your house or your apartment or whatever, that somebody's there to get your mail. And that's, that's, that means not being fearful to introduce yourself to others, to be a part of others' lives, to care about other people. And so that's a sort of a passionate message. I have a book um, that sometimes I do a book club on. It's called The Art of Neighboring. And I give that out. And so that's sort of something that I do. And I hope that I can spread that message. Cool. I'll check that one out. Okay. Well, that's it for questions, Mayor. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with me and with the Bentonville Beacon audience. Thank you for your service to the residents of, of Bentonville and for your passion. Uh, and it clearly comes through uh, in your role. And my wife passed along one too. My wife can see right into the soul of people. I wish <laughs> I had that, that talent, but her message was thank you for being not only so passionate about this community, for, but for just for being so kind. Oh, thank you for saying that. I'm just very appreciative of the community and, and uh, just want to encourage everyone out there to be engaged, be a part of our community. and. Um, Thank you. It's a real privilege to serve as mayor. And I just want to say thank you. Great. Thank you. Hey, and thank you uh, to the audience. Without you, the show would not be possible. Keep coming back to hear more about Bentonville and the entrepreneurs and business executives and community leaders who are sparking the rise of this place. Share this episode with your friends and colleagues around the world and check out all of the episodes at BentonvilleBeacon.com or on your favorite podcast player. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. We hope to see you next week.